All right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, we're going to talk about Moon Knight. So we're going to do a full-blown spoiler review of it since the finale just came out. So if you don't want to get spoilers or you haven't watched it yet, don't listen to this. Just come back. So Moon Knight, let's just start from episode one and work our way up. So Moon Knight, of course, we get introduced to Stephen Grant, and he's working at this, you know, museum out in England. And you you see him wake up in a very weird way. He's got sand around his bed. He's got his ankle tied to a pole. Like he knows something is going on, but he makes sure he has himself strapped in at the end of the day. And it's weird, but it's kind of normal. And you just follow Stephen Grant. You think, oh, he's the, the main guy. He's this weird, polite guy. He doesn't really have too much luck with his bosses. Doesn't have too much luck with women. And then he comes across the comes across Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow. And that's when his whole life kind of just starts to change. So you find out Arthur Harrow is in a sense a guy he was a former or not in a sense, he was a former Moon Knight under Kanchu, who's the deity that Moon Knight gets all his powers from. So after kind of coming across Arthur Harrow thanks to Kind of a blackout moment that ends up with him out in very weird area. It's kind of this another European area. Some people think it is Latveria just because there was a, on the truck, there was a Doctor Doom reference. So I could definitely see that and that would definitely be interesting for them to do. That was just kind of like a reference, but you find out within it that not everything's as what it seems. You know, you find out that Stephen Grant has another personality in his head. It's Mark Spector. And Arthur Harrow sends this weird jackal-like creature after him. And Stephen Grant has to switch over. To Mark Spector in order to summon up Moon Knight. So of course he's switching between the two personalities. You kind of figure out. Early-ish on. That there's two personalities. And you figure out that. Arthur Harrow is going after. Or his idea is. He's going to resurrect Ahmet. Who is another. Very powerful deity. That. In a sense judges. People very harshly. It's like if you don't if you don't worship it or worship her, you die. Essentially, it's kind of how it is looked at. And she looks at people who have very strong wills versus people who don't. And if I recall something I read up, her main focus was if you had too strong a will, she wanted you dead. So that was kind of the purpose of what he wanted. He has these a weird scale tattoo on his arm, and he judges people. And that's kind of how. You find Stephen kind of gets to know 
what Arthur Harrow is kind of doing. It's very, very different. And I think that was kind of the better part of what made Moon Knight to me kind of work is it wasn't a very traditional, like, oh man, he's, you know, going to put on this costume. He's going to go beat up a lot of people. Like, no, they, they very much went into the idea of, you know, there are gods and there's mystical powers and really setting up more of a mystical, you know, supernatural feeling to the show. On top of establishing that Stephen and Mark are personalities of one another. And you find out later on, as the show goes on, as you see more and more battles between, you know, Arthur Harrow and Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant, which you find out later that, you know, Mark is the main personality. He is the main person. And he made Stephen Grant to help him out with, you know, his childhood abuse he dealt with. But you don't really find out about that till about episode five. But during that, you also find out that Mark Spector had a wife in Layla. And that essentially he had a whole nother life in that in his mission, he was he was trying to, I guess, stop Ahmed. He was trying to find the Moon Knight power that he later came across. And he was a mercenary. And the reason why Conchu pretty much bribed him in there is because he, in a sense, Mark, well, actually, not in a sense, Mark Spector did feel guilty. There was people that were killed. He was a mercenary. You know, he was good at what he did. And one of the people that was killed was Layla's dad. And he felt guilty about that when he was shot and attacked. You know, he decided to see, decided that he needed to come back. And Conchu gave him that. You know, he didn't want to die. And Conchu's like, do you want to live? Do you want to be my avatar? And of course, Mark Spector accepted. And that's where a lot of things start kind of adding up. Well, within that, you have the traditional Moon Knight costume, and then you find out that Stephen Grant also can transform into Moon Knight in a similar way. And you have Moon Knight and the uh, Mr. Knight, where it's Moon Knight in more of a traditional suit, an all-white suit with mask, not more of like Egyptian garb. And it gives very much two variations of the same character. And it's playing on the idea of dissociative identity disorder. And it's playing on that. Something that, you know, Marvel Comics has dabbled in before. Particularly the Hulk and Moon Knight have been two big examples of people who definitely deal with that. And Moon Knight really tries to just play that forward. You start recognizing it and you start, you know, seeing how, in a sense, kind of the two personalities kind of counteract each other and how they're still in very much conflict. It isn't until later on when they know they really have to team up and they have to team up with Layla because it's thought 
that Conchu wants Layla, but that's not the truth. Layla doesn't want Conchu. Layla has other things she wants. So as she is going through and battling with with Mark and Steven, more people from Arthur Harrow's group, because they're looking for Ahmed, because the scarab that Steven had come across way, way back when was meant to help them find Ahmed. And during this, you know, Kanchu, of course, used his powers in order to figure out the true location of where the original Ahmet Temple was. And that ended up getting Kanchu sealed away by the other avatars, which you do meet. And again, it sets up more of the, you know, supernatural side of it. And it very much keeps that going. So within that, you have Conchu get sealed away. Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant, they don't no longer have the Moon Knight abilities. And when they finally find where, you know, Ahmed is sealed, essentially, which is in Alexander the Great's coffin, you know, Mark pulls it out. Thanks to Stephen Grant's help with locating it. Actually, no, I think it's Stephen that pulls it out because Stephen is the Egyptian specialist. He just ends up switching to Mark before he gets attacked by Arthur and gets shot. He has Layla hide, but essentially Mark gets shot in the chest and he's laying there. And you get this very weird... I don't want to put this. This very weird hospital scenes where he's like in a psych ward. And it's very much playing in the idea of is what we're seeing as a viewer real? Or is what we are seeing all in Mark's head? You know, it, what, is everything that we're seeing clearly in front of us real and you deal with you know you deal with this medical hospital you see where Arthur Harrow is technically the psychiatrist to Mark Spector and you have Mark trying to kind of figure things out you have going on within it you have Mark kind of seeking out he he knows Stephen's there he manages to go find Stephen but within it you know, they find out about Mark's childhood trauma, stuff I talked about earlier with child abuse, and that he made Stephen as his way to cope with that, and which wasn't fair to Stephen when Stephen finds out about it because he realizes that he thought he was the main person, that Mark was the secondary, when he finds out that really Mark, Mark is the main and Stephen is the secondary and both of them have to come to terms with that. And it very much is a very interesting journey for that to happen. All while this is all going on in his head. And presumably, presumably, is looking as though Mark has died. Which you do find out he, had, he does die. And he essentially gets... From there, you know, 
brought to the Egyptian afterlife. His scales are being weighed. And for a reason, his scales can never even out. They never balance out. And you find out that the reason why they don't balance out is because there he has two personalities. He has Mark and Steven. And that the only way for it to really even out is if one of them goes. So as they're trying to you know, go back and save Layla and stop, stop Arthur Harrow, they end up you know, getting into it with these demons that are on there attacking this boat that's taking them across. And from there, you know, Stephen ends up saving Mark, but in doing so, Stephen gets sealed away. Stephen falls into the sand and he gets turned to stone while, you know, Mark is essentially balanced out and he ends up in a field of reeds, which it, ha- it was alluded to in episode one is that Stephen always dreamt of being a, into a sea of reeds or field of reeds while he knew... Mark would be stuck in the sands. So you'd never find eternal peace. But it switches to where Stephen will be stuck in the sand, never find eternal peace, while Mark is in the field of reeds. And as Mark is, you know, thinking about his afterlife, he realizes this is not what I want. While that's going on, Layla is still trying to figure out a way to stop Arthur. Because you find out that... It's a lot of weird things going on. And that, yes, what was going on really was real. And that what we saw with the psychiatric stuff, more or less, was really just in Mark's head. For the most part. So as time is going on, Layla's, you know, figuring out her plans. And she's trying to figure out what to do. She knows she can't outright go for Arthur because now he's got the powers of Ahmet. And she's agreed that he's not the best Avatar, but he's the most worthy for right now. So Layla has to go and bring out Khonshu. She manages to find Khonshu's statue after they were sealed. Breaks the statue. Khonshu comes back and Khonshu wants to barter for Layla to take over. Layla says no. And, you know, during that, you know, Mark Mark realizes, like, I need to come back. Like, I can't just stay here. And he needs to get Mark, or he needs to get Steven back. So, Mark goes, finds Steven, and they start going to be brought back to life. Thanks to one of the other avatars that's there, they manage to get back to life. And, you know, they come back. Steven, you know, is resurrected. Kanchu gives him his power. And they're healed. And now they're more in a perfect sync of each other, where Mark and Steven are both like, we're essentially done with Kanchu, but we're going to use your powers to defeat Arthur Harrow. And after that, we're done. Like, that's essentially the deal. Like, I died and I'm not doing this. Because you realize, you manipulate the two of us. You knew we had, you know, Mark had multiple personalities and that you took advantage of it. And, of course, they end up using their coming together and they end up battling them out with Khonshu. And Layla ends up getting signed with another deity or aligning with another deity. And she gains mystical powers as well. I think 
technically her in the comics, she becomes technically the Red Scarab, is what I think she's called. And they end up teaming up. They start taking it to Arthur Harrow. And then they finally manage to beat him. I didn't really think the final fight was that great. I thought it was okay. Like the last episode to me, I felt like it was a little like, okay, like it, it is what it is. But after they defeat Arthur kind of resets, you know, Conchu and Steven and Mark, they go their own way. You know, Layla goes kind of, we don't know really what happens with Layla at the end of the day. But everything kind of goes back to normal, where it starts from the beginning, where Steven's in bed. And essentially, they're just living their life. And then it flashes to Arthur Harrow in this mental psychiatric place. Because he was left alive. You know, Conchu told him, Conchu told Mark and Steven only way to really take care of Ahmet is you need to kill Arthur because you now sealed his bot you sealed Ahmet in Arthur. It's the only way for her to stay dead. And reason why Mark and Steven didn't want to do it, not just because they didn't agree with Conchu, but they realized Conchu was just as bad as Ahmet. You know, you can't just kill for vengeance just because someone doesn't agree with you or agree with the way you want to go about it. That's really kind of what their main difference comes up to. So, to get back to it, you see where Arthur Harrow is in this mental hospital, and he just gets wheeled out by somebody. And then all of a sudden he gets put in the back of this limousine, and you see Conchu, and he's in a suit, he's changed up, and he's talking to Arthur, because Arthur can also see Conchu, since he was the former Avatar for Kanchu. And he's like, you couldn't kill me. There's no way you could do anything. Then all of a sudden, it goes forward, and you see Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. Well, it's not Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. It's Jake Lockley, the third personality, which had been kind of alluded to within a couple episodes earlier where Steve, where when Mark was fighting these guys getting answers, he blacked out. And then during the final fight, he blacked out again. And that's how they beat, you know, Arthur. And they always kind of just assumed it was the other one taking over. They didn't really know. And they didn't really ask questions. So Jake Lockley doing what he does best and being the true personality that essentially Conchu wants. Conchu agreed to leave Mark and Steven alone, but he found Jake Lockley and Jake Lockley is more aligned with what Conchu wants. And Jake Lockley, of course, you know, kills off, you know, Arthur Harrow ends that. And that was just great for how they ended it. And I loved what they did. You got all three personalities, but they built it up. There was still enough of a kind of a twist that I feel like as fans, like especially people who probably read the comics. And for, you know, people of the series, they're like, oh, well, this doesn't, this makes up for it. Makes up for kind of the, how the finale ended, where it all comes right back to where it started. And I, I knew there was the third personality that was there because I had known about it because I read some of the comics. But as I watched the show, I was like, oh, okay, they're probably not going to introduce him until season two. No, they, they introduced him at the end of season one. They 
in that post credit scene and they referenced him, but they never, you never knew if it was true or not. And I appreciate about, appreciated that. And it kind of gives us the ability where if they want to do season two of Moon Knight, they can, but it also puts in the space of, we know Marvel wants to do some mystical side of the Marvel universe because we know Blade's coming. We know Black Knight is coming from the end of Eternals post credit scene when him and Blade are together. We all know Ghost Rider is going to come in there sooner or later. And you already got Doctor Strange. You're going to have the Midnight Suns being, <clears throat> being formed. And I think that would be something interesting for Marvel to have at the end of the day, because, you know, we've dealt with cosmic threats. We've dealt with, you know, regular threats from organizations. You know, we haven't really seen a lot of the mystical side really kicking in past stuff we've seen with Doctor Strange. So I'm definitely excited to see where it's all going to go. I'm excited to see, you know, what else is going to happen. And I liked how they went about it. At the end of the day for Moon Knight. I think it. I might not like the finale as much. Until the postcard scene. But I think overall. It does tell a pretty. Linear story. And kind of hits certain notes. That I think makes sense for the character. So. Definitely worth checking out. I think it is definitely one that. Like most of the Disney Plus series. I think it's one you could watch when it first comes out, but I don't know if it's going to have a full-blown, like, oh, it's going to change everything. Like, it, it's not. I think the only one that I feel as though that really changed a lot of things was Captain America and the Winter Soldier and Loki. I think those are the two big ones. I know WandaVision is getting messed with, thanks to Multiverse of Madness. So it might be one of those ones where it's going to take a while before you really see the... See, the fruits are coming from the series. So, as always, thank you guys for listening. And if you guys, whether you guys are listening on Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to it, thank you guys for listening to it there. As well as you guys can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0. And you guys can always email me at Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 or Nerd Stuff with Ian at gmail.com. Yeah, I can't even do this today. And uh, yeah, you guys have a great day. Later.